Happy New Year, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Long Distance Friends Podcast. My name is Liv. Happy 2024. Uh, wow. What a what a year we had in 2023. Um, I had planned to, one, record this earlier. It is New Year's Day as I am recording, and maybe I'll release this tonight. Maybe I won't. I don't know. But what a year 2023 was, you know, I, again, I was going to plan to do this, like what happened in 2023? What was the hottest tea? What was the hottest headlines? Um, and then I didn't cause that was so much research and I was so tired, but I, I keep seeing people do like, what are your ins and outs? Like, what are your resolutions? And also like I planned to do a whole vision board and everything. And then I was like, it would like, it's the dead of winter. And I keep seeing people talk about like the new year's actually in like March, it's the spring equinox because that's like when the earth starts over again. And like, why would it make sense that like the start of the year is in the dead of winter? And it made me think of like, like truly time is just like a concept that we've made to you know, put meaning to shit, but like who decided that like, yeah, this date is going to be the start date of life. That's so weird to me. Like, it's so interesting that like as human beings, that is something that someone just like decided who decided that probably the church. It's always the fucking church. Sorry. Adjusting the mic. It's always the fucking church. You know, like everything in the world. You're like, who the fuck decided that we were going to do this instead of that? The church. The church. So what's been going on? What happened in 2024? Podcast. We started the podcast. So exciting. If you listen all the time, I love you. Hugs and kisses. Thank you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. I haven't posted. I haven't posted shit on that Instagram in a hot minute um, because I post everything on TikTok. You know, I'm still committed to my 30 days of everyday posting. I want to feel more confident just like posting my day-to-day shit. Here's the thing about Instagram though, is Instagram, I feel like is like a little bit more professional. Um, like my personal Instagram is curated, is very curated. I'm not, I'm not posting every I don't even post this podcast on my personal Instagram. Cause guess what? I don't need all of the people that are on there to like know my deep dark and twisties. But also, does that mean I'm ashamed of them? Why do I not feel confident and comfortable with the people who know my name learning more about me, learning more of like inside of me? What's up with that? I'm not going to unpack it, but like, hmm, you know, I think there's this like security and this safety in the sense of like, Okay, so when I post on TikTok, it's primarily strangers. It's mostly people who don't know me and they support me and they like my content and they don't know me. So anything that I put out, they're like, all right, slay. Okay. But the people who do know me, there's more cringe with it because, hey, this isn't what I usually do on here. This is not what you know of me. This is a new style. This is a new thing. And they're like, "Mm, that's weird. Like, you know, I think everybody has a different style of posting on different social medias and Instagram is one that I'm like, I'm going to post my birthday. I'm going to post a milestone. Like this is the highlights reel. And like I put together 
a video of some of my gym clips uh, from the year. And like, I can see some of the differences in myself where like looking at my back, the like my back muscle definition and stuff like that. And I'm like, I can see it. And other people probably can't, but like I notice it. But also these are things that like I'm really proud of because I was like afraid of getting back into strength training for a while and I had really bad, you know, memories associated with it. And so it was like a really big step for me to be like, this is something that makes me feel good and that like I love. I love doing and it makes me feel good about my body. It helps my mental health feel better. Like these are things that bring joy into my life. And like I don't post about it. I don't share it. And I'm like, I really want to though because like I'm really proud of myself. It's a really big step. I do want to give a trigger warning because I am going to talk about PTSD and some sensitive topics today. So I will put that in the description, but I'm also giving that now. So, you know, listen at your own discretion, but I didn't realize how much getting back into like weight training and stuff would reopen some wounds. And if you have not read, you know, The Body Keeps the Score, I do encourage you to read it or at least research a little bit how like your body holds on to trauma. Your body remembers everything, even when your mind doesn't. Like you're your brain is so smart and it works really hard to protect you. You know, like your brain is like a parent or an older sibling who sees the things that you go through and evaluates them and goes, okay, we're going to hide this. Okay. This is danger. And like, you don't need to remember it, but like, if you get too close to it, we'll start making your body feel really uncomfortable so that you know to avoid those situations again. But like, you don't need to remember the gory details and I am very well-versed in that. I'm pretty informed in that. And over the past couple of weeks, I have started having uh, really vivid dreams and nightmares again. Uh, the last time that I was having nightmares related to this circumstance was back in 2021. Um, I'd had nightmares prior about the person and the situation, but I then started working with someone who was very similar to someone who had a very inappropriate relationship with me when I was a teenager. Um, and when I was a teenager, like it, it didn't register to me how dangerous it was and how unhealthy it was and how much it would impact myself. Um, in the future, because at the time it was just, oh, this person loves me. This person cares about me. Like all of my friends are doing these things with people. So like age is just a number. I'm so mature for my age. Blah, blah, blah. I wasn't, you know, I was just traumatized and found myself in a situation where a older gentleman who I had met at one of my workplaces um, took advantage of me being naive and me being in a family situation where I was vulnerable. And so back in 2021, um, I was having to spend a lot of time with someone who kind of physically resembled this person, which like was jarring for me. It was like a little uncomfortable, but then, you know, had a very similar voice had a very similar personality, had a very similar like lifestyle. All of these things were like 
just like this person. And I remember how difficult it was where it was like, you know, I I was really stressed out. And I was like, I can't figure out why because it's only on the days when this person's here. And then the days that I'm here and that person's not there, like it's fine and I love it. And I'm like loving the vibe of this place. But when this person is here, for some reason, like I'm I'm talking to people and suddenly I'm having like memories that I forgot about. And like suddenly I'm 16 again and like my heart is beating really fast and I'm super sweaty and I'm like really nervous. And I'm, I feel like scared in my body. And I like immediately was like, yeah, I got to get back into therapy because I was in between therapists at the time. And I was like, okay, fucking something's going on. And I went to the doctor because I was like, hey, I know that I'm trying to like get off of antidepressants. I know that I'm like working to ease my body off of um, ADHD medication, but like this is going on and it's like really weird. And she was like, hey, so yeah, that sounds like flashbacks. And I was like, I've seen that. So Raven, that is not what a flashback looks like. And she was like, first of all, that's so Raven had premonitions of the future. Different. Second of all, like, yeah, a flashback isn't like, you know, the That's So Raven, like, going back in time and suddenly I'm seeing it all. It's just your body having the physical reaction to a memory and, like, not being in it. Like, you're basically time traveling. We're like, oh, this is a thing that happened and now my body is reliving it even though I'm not there. And I was like, Fuck. And the funniest part about this is this doctor didn't tell me to my face, like, that's PTSD. She just was like, yeah, it sounds like you're having flashbacks. And then I came home and it was like, your my chart has been updated. And I was like, slay, thank you. I opened it up and it said PTSD. And I messaged my doctor and I was like, hey, what's up with this? And she was like, yeah, like the nightmares, the inability to sleep, like, all of these like memories that are causing you like extreme distress, that's PTSD. And I was like, oh, and I, oh my God, I'm going to cry. Like it's fucking shocking because like I had been in therapy for it. I thought that I had worked through it. And I feel like every time that I've felt like I've worked past those memories and like that time and the impact that that person had, it comes back. And, you know, there is a part of me that's like, is it ever going to be fully away? And I know that it's not. I know that the rest of my life, I'm going to keep having, you know, the occasional nightmare, that I'm going to have the occasional flashback, and that, like, it really sucks to come face to face with the fact that, like, I don't remember so many years because my brain was trying so hard to protect me. And then it's like, it has to come back up so I can move past it. And I'm able to talk about it, like really detached from the emotions of it. And it makes me really passionate about talking to people of like protecting your children online and being wary of the adults that you think are safe. And it's really frustrating. Oh my God, I shouldn't be crying. It's New Year's Day. That's anyways. Ugh, it just, it's, it's frustrating. And I think of the people who like I've told about it. I remember the first person after that situation telling them that and having him look at me and tell me that I should never tell anyone about that because they won't want me. And that if I want to find a good husband, a successful husband, 
a cool guy husband that I should never tell anyone about that again. And I was like, no, like, and in at the time I was 18, I didn't know any better. I was fresh out of it. And I was like, oh my God. And now I look at that person. Honestly, I do pity him. I do feel bad for him. I mean, he told me, you know, that he judges women based off of the social status of the men they've previously been with. And I was like, you're going to live a really fucking sad life. Like you're going to live a really lonely life if you're choosing people based off of their past partners and how attractive you deem them. Because like, I don't think you want that partner then. Just a thought. But yeah, so that's that's been a thing that's been on my mind. And like, I'm not at a point where I feel fully comfortable getting into detail about it, but I do feel frustrated about it. You know, I've spent years, I spent years running from the memory of that person and, you know, now being faced with the reality of like, like I fantasize of like, what would it be like for me to tell this person off? You know, what would it be like for me to confront them and tell them how disgusting they are? And I was like, it wouldn't matter to them. Like, they don't care. Like, what is me being angry about it going to do for them? Nothing. And I'm not going to hold on to anger. Holding on to anger, I saw the quote today, is like holding on to a hot coal with the intention of throwing it at someone else. It's probably not going to hit that person and you only end up burning yourself. And like, I don't feel angry about it. You know, I, I feel grief for the life I could have had without that experience. But I feel so much gratitude for like what I learned. You know, I would never be where I am today without that. Um, so moving on from that, we'll get lighthearted and happy and fun. So I've been killing it in the gym. Oh, that's why I got here. I learned that working out triggers these things and I've been lifting heavier. I've been doing more. And like, I'm kind of talking to my trainer about it where I'm like, hey, this is like, I, I don't know if this is related. And she was like, probably. And I was like, okay, slay, love this. What am I going to do today? I planned on waking up early because I was so excited for the newscast of like all the people that died in 2023. I love the first Today Show of the year. It's my favorite. And I slept in. Oopsie poopsie. Okay. I didn't get home until like 1.30, 1.45. All right. I did not drink. I did go out for New Year's Eve. I did not drink. We got to talk about it, guys. Okay. So I did not drink for new year's eve i just i wasn't feeling it you know i was like i want to go to the gym tomorrow i went to the gym yesterday i will not be going today because my ass cheeks hurt so bad okay like it's i'm fine but they're so sore so sore i love it anyways um yeah so i planned on like going to the gym but also i just like wasn't vibing with it like i had a glass of rosé at home by myself a couple days ago and I was just going through like magazines and I was like, this is a vibe. Like this is so fun. But also I'm not a big drinker. Like I don't fantasize about drinking. I'm not like, I love to drink. It's just not me. It's rare that I am consuming alcohol. Like I kind of joke, it's like once every couple months, I'm like, okay, I'll have a couple drinks. Um, Or like if I'm in a social setting, usually I'll have like one to two drinks, but I just wasn't feeling it. I was like, I'm good. Like, I'm all right. I did eat my 12 grapes at the bar. I was a little embarrassed to be like, do I like slide under the table? Like, what do I do? But I did eat my grapes. 
If you don't know what the thing is with the grapes, you make a wish for each grape and you have to eat them as fast as you can at midnight. And then like those are your wishes for the new year. Um, I've also been doing this like tw- every night for the past like two weeks. I've burned a wish for this upcoming year. Um, I have two more. So exciting. What I like about this one though is it's you write down 13. Now I saw this online. So we will come back here. And he, actually, let me read it. Let me read them to you. Because I kind of forgot them and I don't think I wrote them all down. That's my problem is like the woman literally said, she was like, okay, so here's what you're doing. We're getting fully witchy. Okay. So you write down 13 wishes for the upcoming year and every night you burn one wish and you take the ashes and you like blow them into the universe. You're like, okay, universe, I trust you to make these wishes come true. But you write down 13 because the last one is your responsibility for the upcoming year. And I was like, okay, slay, yes. So I have so far burned 10. I burned 10 of them. And for the ones that I have documented, because I didn't take a photo of the piece of paper that I wrote them all down on, Okay, but one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Oh, I did write all of them down. Okay, here we go. So am I really sharing this with you or should I keep this private? I'll tell you. Okay, so the first one is I want to take a solo trip that's not work-related. I want to visit Europe for vacation. I want to reach 500 weekly podcast streams. I want to squat 15, 150, I was about to say 1,500. That would be fucking batshit. I want to squat 115 pounds this year. I want to get a new tattoo. I want to find a treat that Pastrami likes. My cat Pastrami, I cannot figure out what type of treats he likes. I have searched high and wide. I've tried to give him people food. I've tried to give him the treats that my other cat like. Like Toulouse loves treats. He loves people food. He loves everything. He loves love, Okay. Pastrami, on the other hand, doesn't give a fuck, could not care less. I want to build a clear personal brand for myself. I want to make two new friends in the town that I'm living in. I want to find a happy, healthy, romantic love that is mutual. Um, I want to get Persephone-themed photos taken. I want to pay all of my bills in full every month with over $7,000 left in my bank account every single time. And I want to sell the dinner table that I've been flipping because I have not finished it yet. And I've had it for a while. And it just, I had really high hopes for it. And now I'm like, hey, I don't think it's the right size for my living room. Also, I had big plans to paint my entire living area dark green. I was like, it's going to be gorgeous with like gold accents Game plan shift. I think I like light blue better. Good thing I haven't painted it yet, but I think I want to do light blue instead. I think that would just be like a better vibe. I think it would be prettier. I think like a very like coquette, uh, I don't know if I said that right, but like a Marie Antoinette vibe would be fun. And then with like gold accents and then my kitchen stuff is all light pink. And I was like, honestly, I feel like that goes really nicely because like it's fun. And like maybe it's just because I'm in winter time, but I'm like, Oh my God, dark green in the winter in this house was just, it just would be too much. Honestly, I think it would be 
way too much. And if I do a lighter color, then like I can, I can have like so many different types of bold photos. So there's that. Um, I realized that like, I had to like stop and look at myself this weekend and be like, okay, so I keep like, I think I'm ready for a relationship. I think I am ready for like the relationship. I think I am ready for my person. I know that I'm ready for my person, but am I open to it? Like, am I, do I have the space in my life for that? And I'm like, in theory, yes, but like, what am I doing to get out there? What am I doing? Nothing. Okay. Like I am trying to go out more. I'm trying to say yes to social engagements more, but like, I feel like I keep getting invited out to places I'm going out. And then I'm looking at the places that I'm in and I'm like, I can't see myself meeting someone here. Like this just isn't the vibe, but how the fuck do I find the place with that vibe? I'm also, here's my prediction. This is just my little thinker thinker playing here. I think that I'm going to meet my person, like my husband, not in this city. I think I'm going to meet them when I'm in a different city, like traveling for fun, whatever, and then like coincidentally find out that they like live nearby or in a neighboring city. But like we are not going to meet while we are in this town. Like I could see myself taking a trip to like Europe, right? Like let's say I'm traveling to Europe. And like in the airport, meeting someone and just like having a fun conversation and then being on the same flight, whatever. And that ending up being like working out, like being the person. I don't know. But that's that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm feeling. That's what like maybe it's delusional, but like I genuinely believe that like they're nearby, but I'm not going to meet them nearby. I'm going to meet them somewhere else. And like I feel like that would be like the most me thing of like me finally doing something different and meeting someone abroad and being like, oh, this is like this like crazy abroad whirlwind romance. Ha ha. And then getting home and being like, oh, fuck, you're here. Slay. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Uh, what else? I can't believe I cried. I will say I keep seeing all the like things of things you should be doing on New Year's Day, things you shouldn't be doing. It says that you shouldn't cry. And now I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous, friends. But guess what? I'm a crier, okay? That's who I am. Welcome to healing your trauma. You're going to cry all the time. When you start actually like living and being present, you're going to cry so much. You want to know what I cried about this week? I cried about a dead squirrel, okay? This past week, I did post it on ye old Tiki Talkie. I saw a dead squirrel on the road in front of my neighbor's house, right? He was just very – like he wasn't smushed. He just was laying there so sad and dead and I okay so here let me backtrack and give you the whole story so I woke up at the crack ass of dawn I got home from work I went to the gym I got home at like 2 a.m okay it was like 1 30 I didn't go to sleep until like 2 2 30 all right so I was very tired it's my life I knew that I had an appointment for my house to get insulated because my attic had no insulation and therefore my house was fucking freezing and I live in an area that's cold okay and it was supposed to snow so I said fuck it I will insulate my attic thank god for the guy who insulated it he was like you know this is like a tax write-off right and I said didn't know that but I will be writing this off I'm writing it off so hard writing it off to like yeah, for sure. If you know how to do taxes, please hit me up. That's side note. Anyways, so they did the attic. 
right? And they leave and I go to turn the heat back on because I turned it off while they were in there because they're like blowing insulation. And I was like, I don't need it like fucking up what they're doing. And there's no power. There is no power to my air conditioning and my heater. And I was like, <laughs> no, okay. I go outside. I'm like looking around. I'm like, I don't see anything. I go inside. I'm looking around. I start flipping breakers, right? I'm like in my little closet flipping all the breakers. And I'm like, this one looks like it's AC. Flip off. Nothing. Okay. It doesn't turn on. I'm starting to get panicked because my knees are blue. My fingers are blue. I'm freezing cold. It is so goddamn cold. I'm in this house by myself. The men just left. I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? I'm doing this alone. Okay. I didn't think that I would ever be doing all of these things by myself. And like, I love my mom. My mom will like text me when I like send her things about like, oh, I had to do this at the house. I'm drywalling this. I'm doing this. And she's like, isn't it so empowering? Like, doesn't it make you feel so strong and independent? Like, isn't it such a great feeling? And I'm like, yeah, it's lovely. I'd rather have like a partner at the end of the day that like we can like look at each other and be like, oh my God, we're doing it, right? Like, look at us. Look at us doing this thing. Like someone to celebrate the completion of it with. Right. And also someone to like help in the moment when I'm like, oh my God, I feel scared and I don't know what to do to be like, hey, like we've got this. Okay. We've got this. It's all right. I'm here. Not going anywhere. We will figure it out. So I had to call them and I was like, hey, the heat isn't turning on and I am starting to stress because it's supposed to get really fucking cold. Okay. It's supposed to get cold and I'm nervous. I'm scared and my babies are going to be cold. Like, I'll bring out the heated blanket. I'll do whatever I need to do for myself. But, like, my babies, my babies deserve better. Like, I didn't do all of this just for them to be cold in the winter. So they came out. They said, okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. I text this man, and I was like, I have to go to work, though. Like, they were insulating my attic, and they were removing garbage. They removed two, like, 50-gallon containers that looked like the ones that you find dead bodies in out of my attic. And I was like, that's terrifying. I that was up. How long was that up there for? Wh who's, whose is that? Turns out it was the old owners. They left a bunch of junk from like the seventies up in here. I was like, oh, fun. That's great. They removed it. Thank you so much to those gentlemen, but they were here from 8am until 245. Crazy. So I leave for work. I see the dead squirrel and it just like, it was like my breaking point. I was like, oh, oh my God. And as I was driving, like I couldn't stop crying. And I was like laughing to myself because I was like, I know how ridiculous this is. I know how ridiculous it is for me to walk into work with puffy eyes and swollen lips and have them be like, what's wrong? And me look at them and say, I saw a dead squirrel on the side of the road. Like they're going to like they're going to look at me like I'm a lunatic genuinely. And like I would too. I get it. But I I am the same person who over the summer walked in and was like, guys, it is the best day ever. And they were like, oh, my God, why? And I said, a ladybug landed on me. And while I was like looking at the ladybug and like, oh, my gosh, like this is such a blessing. Thank you. A monarch butterfly flew past me like right in front of my face and like the sun is shining. And they were like, what? I was like, yeah, guys, like it's such a good day. Like I have such good luck and like, I'm the luckiest person alive. And they were like, you are crazy. Are you Snow White? What is going on here? And I was like, no, it's just like, I feel really lucky. And like, 
how beautiful and like magical. So they already know what kind of person I am, which is nice. But like still, I was like, I just know they're going to be like, what the fuck? So yeah, I come in, someone looks at me. He was like, you good? And I lost it again. I was just like, I saw a dead squirrel. And they were like, girl, like what? Get your shit together. And I was like, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm aware. And then the air conditioning guy texted me and was like, hey, so I'm sending someone out. Like, so sorry. And I was like, oh, no problem. He said he'll be there in like 30 minutes. And I said, I just got to work. So then I had to leave work and come back. It was great. Moral of the story is it's never as bad as it seems. It really isn't. It's just that you feel scared. It's just that you're reminded of how helpless we are in this big blue world. You know, because it, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that – it was an easy, easy fix. It was no problem at all. They took good care of me. But in the moment, I felt alone. In the moment, I felt like, who do I have to rely on? You know, in my last interaction with a person of the opposite gender who I was seeing, I was laying with him and we were talking and he said something to me that like kind of made me think. And like I think about the fact that like I fought back vulnerability in that moment. Like it was a moment that like I did have a couple tears and I like hid that and I forced him back in because I was like, I, I'm not ready to like cry in front of this person. But I started sharing a little bit more about my life and what's going on and like some of these moments that I'm like, I've I've had to be strong for. And he asked me who's there for you like you're constantly being strong for everybody else and like it's okay to not be okay but like who's taking care of you and I was like I take care of me like that's what I've always done it's who I am and he kind of asked me like what would it take for you to let someone else help you and I was like I don't think you understand how deeply I want someone to be there but that like historically when I've given people the opportunity they've let me down like they've detailed here's exactly how I'm going to help you here's exactly how I'm going to take care of you and then they don't keep their word and that's something that like I think this applies to everyone but especially like you know you see it a lot with like in media of men of like as a man your word is like your most important thing and like to some degrees yeah it is it's so important and like you're giving me your word. You're telling me that you're going to do these things. You're telling me that you're going to be there for me. So be there. So do what you said you were going to do. Go above and beyond what you said, you know? I think of a lot of times where it's like I've ended up having to be the strong person and, and the rock for everyone. And like who's that for me? When do I get to have that person? When do I get to have someone who looks at me and says, I'm not going anywhere? I'm not fucking going anywhere, okay? I will take care of this and then does. And I, in my drive to work while I was crying, like that thought hit me where it was like, you know, it's not about the squirrel. It, I do feel a lot of empathy for the squirrel and I feel sadness for like, you know, I think of like, I, I always see the squirrels in my yard as like, there's a pair of them or there's three of them. Like it's never just one. And having that thought of like, oh my God, like they just lost part of their family. They just part lost part of how they were surviving. 
and I know I'm overthinking it. I know that I don't know how squirrel colonies work, but I was driving and I have the video and I don't know if I'm going to share it on social media. I Maybe I will. Maybe 2024 is where I just completely remove the hinges and I share all of the vulnerable shit as it is. Um, but I was driving and it hit me where I was like, I feel scared. Like the reality of it is that it's wintertime, it's cold out. I don't know how to fix it. And I feel scared because like I'm doing it alone. And I would feel differently if I had someone who I could call that was going through this with me in this moment and that I could go, oh my gosh, like here's what we are going through. I don't feel lonely, but I do feel alone. And I stopped and I, I had this moment where like I was crying and I, I said, I'm so tired. I'm so tired of being so strong for myself. I'm so tired of being so strong for everyone, you know? I'm tired of feeling like everything is on my shoulders. And like I know that the only person that you can really rely on is yourself, but like I'm excited. I'm excited to have someone to do life with. You know, I'm excited that this season of solo is coming to a close. I'm excited that it's right around the corner. But I I have so much empathy in my heart for the version of myself that has existed all of these years who has constantly had to be on her own. You know, ever since I was a little girl, it was like, it's it's on me. It is me against the world. It is my responsibility to take care of everyone else and to take care of myself. And like, that was a lot. That was, that was really heavy. And, you know, I took so much pride in it and I felt really happy that like I had this identity of being dependable, but like that was a lot. That was a lot. And I think that's kind of why I ended up in situations where it was like, you know, my parents didn't know about some of these things that were going on. They do now. Um, I did share it with them about a year ago and like we don't really talk about it um they've never asked me any additional questions um but like last year you know I started doing things scared and that's really all I can do but I'm like I'm I'm tired of doing things scared by myself like I want to do it with someone who like I'm scared and I can hold their hand and do the things and I love my girlfriends but like I can't do that with everything with them you know like especially being a long distance friend of like my closest girlfriends are between 30 minutes and two hours away. The furthest ones are 18 hours away. That's that's really far. And it's it's a lot to put on a person of like, just got to figure it out. We're just riding solo. So 2024, I think 2024 is going to be so kind and lovely for us. And... I think I'm going to post my gym video to my Instagram. I feel nervous about it. I do. I do. I do. I will definitely be posting all of the like unhinged self on TikTok. I'm just going to keep posting every day until, I don't know, I get tired of it. But like I have fun with it and I enjoy it. I will say, I will say, I don't know if some of the people listen, but I know that I have a handful of people who watch every single one of my videos. And I know this because it tells me that you're watching them. Okay. I don't know if you know this. TikTok tells you. Who has watched your videos? It tells me. And you're not liking them? 
that's so fucking rude. I just want to put that out there that like I fucking know. Okay. I love you so much. Why don't you like my videos? I called my last situationship out on it. I was like, you watch all my videos and you don't like them. And he was like, am I supposed to? And I was like, if you think it's funny and I'm fucking funny. And he was like, okay, all right. I also love that TikTok. I don't know if you know this, but when it recommends people to you, I don't have my my contacts linked. Would not. Would never do that. Okay. Ew. But if it says people you may know and recommends people, I have people who I've like had to research them and I'm like, oh my God, I went to elementary school with this person. Oh my God, I did ballet with this person 10 years ago. If you are in their contacts and they sync their contacts to TikTok, it will notify you that you might know that person. So that's how you can find out who has you in their contacts list, but you're like, why am I still there? So to all of the girls who I did ballet with when I was a teenager, why do you still have my phone number? To the people from high school who I don't talk to anymore, why do you still have my phone number? To the Bumble matches from college, why do you still have my phone number? That's weird. Do people not go through their phone contacts anymore and like delete them? Just me? Okay. Slay. Um, so 2024, I do want to recommend you guys um, clean house, clean your phone out. Okay. Delete your old emails, delete old contacts. Just, just, a, re just a reminder. Okay. Light a candle, say a wish, um, because this is about to be an amazing year. I firmly believe that. For me, at least. I don't know about you guys, but it's going to be great for me. So, like, stay tuned because you're going to want to see this. Okay, love you. Bye.